2: hey
3: hey welcome to your day off my name is Corey, and of course i'm sitting with my buddy tony what's up Tony? hey what's up brother uh nothing another uh exciting monday uh, know, right? you know at least it's monday for us i don't know you know, with our <laughs> listeners yeah, know, right? but our artist today she's a uh, uh an artistic team member of cosmoprof she uh, her tag name is omg artistry and i got a story about that all uh, right also <laughs> you know um and, and she's i mean She's a master of so many things, right? Mm-hmm. A specialist in blondes, a social media expert. But she's doing a lot of classes on social media, which we'll right. get into later. Yeah. But uh, I mean, she is an uh, amazing artist all around. I mean, not and and in, and in
2: including on her art, artist artistry side, including on her artistry side. I mean, mean she's OMG, OMG, artistry, artistry exactly. Right. <laughs> um, she's also just a great like mentor. Yeah you know, and like just an, just an inspiration. I mean, if, if, if anyone spent more than two seconds with her, you know, she, she'll blow you away with a, uh, with her big smile. And um, it's just so infectious and stuff.
3: And she, she is so what we represent, right? Because in our conversation with her earlier, she was saying, you know, we were talking about, you know, someone, someone who might be having growing pain. She goes, you know what? Nobody helped me send them, send, send them her my, my way, way you right. know what I mean? So I can help. Right. And, that, and that's what, when we started this podcast it was all about it, is people who truly are giving back or want to help others succeed because they've succeeded. Right. You know what I mean,
2: right. Just, a, just, just a place to give universal voice to that. Right. I mean, yeah, that's what we're trying to build here. Okay. So here's my story. So uh, first off, Olivia, I have to apologize to you. So, uh, um, we were, we were at premiere together and we had a really great time at premiere. So, um, but it was, it was early Monday morning and, you know, we were stressed out cause we had a call time and Olivia was stressed out cause she had a call time. And we kind of like, we ran past each other in the hallway and we had never met face to face. Certainly we had on Instagram, but we had never met face to face. And she runs up and she goes, you guys are the podcast guys. And like, I, I it was so weird because I wanted to, I I started to introduce Olivia to like our team. Right. And, but in that moment, I could not remember her name at all. And all I could come up with was OMG artistry. And I was like, I can't introduce her as <laughs> OMG artistry. <laughs> like, I had no idea. So luckily, Olivia is like a true pro. And like, so I was like, uh, this is Tony. And this is Gabriel and this is Katie. And she took the cue and she's like, oh, hi, hi, guys. I'm Olivia. I don't know if she knows that she did that. I was completely put off that all I could come up with was her Instagram name. And I will go, you big dummy. You can't introduce her as
3: your Instagram
2: name. Yeah, we talked about that. That was, awesome. that was so funny.
3: Oh, my God. I've got to do a better job. Boy, you want to introduce her by her name now? I think we should.
2: All right. <laughs> yeah, I guess it's time to get in now. <laughs> So, Miss uh, OMG Artistry, Olivia Smalley, welcome to your day off
1: hello oh my god has anyone ever started this podcast like on the verge of tears that was the nicest introduction i think i've ever had before Thank oh, you.
0: Stop. oh come on no
1: it's true it's true and going back to that whole introduction thing uh-huh. i think it was almost like i didn't even know your guys' name at the time so all i could think of was the podcast
2: guys <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> like, <laughs> fyi this is this, this is true so tony and i talked about so when we go to Premier philly we're actually gonna get shirts printed up that say we're the podcast guys. Thanks. Uh, and then yes. you know what? Maybe we'll go we're the podcast guys and then we'll sign it like Olivia Smalley. Right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I love yeah, that's
3: it. That's what it is. Send us your signature. You we'll have her, <laughs> <print> <laughs> her <laughs> signature <laughs> underneath. Yeah.
1: Done.
2: <laughs> uh, that's so awesome. You're the podcast. I, guy.
1: Oh my God. I do that with my friends all the time. Like I will see somebody from a mile away and I will give them that look when I say Hey, this is Jamie. And Jamie will always say, hi, I'm Jamie. What's your name? So yes, I I am very guilty of that as well. You guys meet so many people on a daily basis. You can't expect to know everybody. So that's why you need to use your friends to do that.
2: It's so weird though, too, because it's like, that was like that moment where I was like, I really only know people by by their Instagram, Instagram names. Right.
1: And you know what? And that has a lot to do with branding. You know what I'm saying? Like if you only know their Instagram, that means that I need to set my game up in my actual name as Olivia Smalley. You know what I'm saying? I need to keep it. I need to keep it coming on because in my title on my Instagram page for the longest time, I only had Olivia hashtag miss OMG, which is my other alias that I go by Mm -hmm. and I didn't have the full Olivia Smalley. Since then I have changed it Mm -hmm. and I am branding the Olivia Smalley a little bit more. You're giving me ideas. I'm writing it down on my piece of paper.
2: Look at that. That's a go getter right there, man.
3: (laughs) Where are you from?
1: So I am actually from Cooper city. Um, I have been living here now for over 26 years. I left for Orlando for Mm -hmm. two years.
2: Cooper city is in Florida. Yeah,
1: it is in Florida. It's probably about mm, 15 minutes from Fort Lauderdale, maybe 30 minutes from like South beach. So it's pretty central to South Florida, I would say.
4: Okay. Yeah, but I
1: love it down here. And I, my parents live right down the street from me. I bought a house. Um, and I came back when I was in Orlando. I loved it. Two years. Sure. College business school, didn't learn anything, came back, pursued my dreams and bought a house.
2: <laughs> Good for you. I know. It's amazing. <laughs> that's amazing. Funny She said, I went to business school. I didn't learn anything, but her entire business is her business.
1: <laughs> you know, it's, it's quite unfortunate that what I did learn in business school was only about stocks and that's that. And you know how to live on your own, you know, college is not just about, the aspect of reading a book. You know, like I learned how to be self sufficient. I learned how to save money. I learned how to cook for myself, do my laundry. So that's what created my independence over anything that I learned or paid for in school.
2: Ooh, yowzers. That's a, that's, a good, that's a good lesson. not <laughs> yeah. like a hairdresser. I did. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, Olivia, when did, um, how did you find the hair world? How did that come about? So, first time that you well, uh, started slaying it.
1: Originally, um, my mom has been working in the hair world since she was super young. And I said to my mom, and I said, I want to work, you know, I, I saw all the dollars she came home with when she was assisting at one point, and then she was doing nails, and then she was doing skincare. And then finally, she led into massage therapy. But at that time, I said to her, I was 13, I remember, and I saw like, she brought home like this wad of cash. And I was like in love with money because I loved going to Publix and like buying those little bouncy (laughs) balls and stuff. (laughs) Right. So, and I say to myself all the time, I was like, why am I spending all this money when I can save this money for something else? This is my thought process at 13 years old. Okay. Right. So my mom said, well, you know what? You're going to work for it. And I'm going to send you to the salon and you're going to fold towels and you're going to make coffee for the old ladies and you're going to wash hair. So at this point, I was about 14 years old, and I was making $100 a day. Whoa. So yeah, I was making $100 a day. And I stopped spending my money. I put it all into a bank account. Um, you know, it was hard. I spent all my summers working. <clears throat> and at that point, like, you know, a lot of friends, they were going to camp, or they were going, you know, on vacations and stuff like that. Um, me and my mom, we were just working together. And by the time I was 16 years old, I bought a $22,000 car.
2: Wow. What? That's incredible. Yeah.
1: I bought I a, a red kind of- Scion special edition. TC. <laughs> I bought it myself. Yeah. <laughs> that, that was my prize.
3: 13, 14. I don't think I would, I would my, all my teeth would be rotted out. Cause I would have like a big stash <laughs> of candy. <somewhere laughs> exactly. like,
1: <laughs> <laughs> I've had some, honestly, I've had some odd jobs because I definitely sold candy in school. Um, I used to wash cars for money when I was working at the salon doing, um, assisting or front desk or whatever. Um, I, I used to be a medical secretary at a podiatry office. Um, I had three jobs at one point. Um, and then I also used to manage the hard rock spa down here at the Seminole hard rock hotel and casino when I was 18. So I've, I mean, I've probably worked in over 22 different salons in my life, I would say.
2: She, over time,
1: she, yeah,
2: hustler. Okay. Her DNA is hustle, yeah, right? Like, she's not oh a like hustle. She, her story sounds very much like Gary Vaynerchuk. <laughs> doesn't it? Like, I've been, I, <laughs> know, since day I one.
1: listen, I listen to that man, and I'm like, he's speaking to me. It's like church, bro. Every time I hear it, I'm like, wow, I'm like, so I have to take it in doses because sometimes I feel like you know, paralysis by analysis. And sometimes when I take in too much information, I don't know where to go kind of from there. So I take it in little bunches, my little motivation, and then I plan. And then when I become unmotivated, I tune in or I'll watch a video. I'll watch you guys, um, you know, all my little baby mentors and just see kind of what everybody else is doing. And, you know, it's like working out. Sometimes you need uh, a trainer to kind of get your mind right. And that's what I do with my mentors.
2: Pre- that's shifted. pretty cool. I know. You You do realize <sighs> you put us and Gary Vaynerchuk in the same paragraph.
1: Listen, listen, you guys. You know, you're one of the first to initiate this sort of hair podcast. Yes, there may be some others, but you guys came out with a bang in the first six months, and it's not about duplication. It's about, you know, repetition and it's being consistent. And that's exactly what you guys are doing. I mean, you're on it, you're literally working on your day off. Like, that's what a hustler
2: does. New Jack. (laughs) (laughs)
1: that's that's, that's your hype. That's your hype now. (laughs) That's that's definitely
2: my hype. you kidding me? That's crazy. So, so with all this hustle, how, um, how did you find, well, let's back up. So did you find it easy or like most of us like difficult to build your clientele and, and either way, how'd you do it?
1: from when I got started is when you're asking, um,
2: what's what's your journey with like, you know, how did you evolve and, and what things like, what was there? And I don't want to put words in your mouth, certainly, but was there, was there a time where you were like, man, this, this building a clientele is tough. Like, like it does a lot of things, a lot of times. And then did you have that, that transient moment where you're like, okay, I've got to change. And then what, what, what things did you do to change?
1: So going back to when I first started, I became a hairstylist when I was like 20, 21 years old and my first salon that i ever got it was kind of like a gray area on my freedom like basically you know i didn't pay rent but i could kind of come and go as i please i kind of made my own schedule but what i did was any money that i had coming in i put it right back into the business so this was this was during facebook but obviously like before instagram ever sparked or was even a thought and I would go to Kinko's and I would get like little flyers printed up and I would put them on cars. When I didn't have a client, I wouldn't sit around and do nothing. I would literally like leave the salon. I remember going into neighborhoods. I remember going to like Walgreens and like asking people if I could do their hair. I would give out my business cards. So that was kind of like how I got started. And I came to the realization that that just didn't work. Like it, I don't think I got one client, but you know what I did? I started to build a brand from that. You know, Coca-Cola doesn't get paid for being on the side of the Panther Stadium in Fort Lauderdale. It's just brand repetition. So when people started to hear my name, they're like, you left a flyer on my car. <laughs> That's what started to happen. And from there, um, if people just started being walk-ins in the salon, they'd be like, oh, yeah, I live in the area. I'm looking for somebody, Olivia, Olivia, why does that sound so familiar? And they would start to come from me from there. So it's not necessarily the initial, it was the overtime branding that kind of helped me pursue So let's fast forward just a little bit. Um, I was at this point, I was already on YouTube. I was making videos. You guys have to go back and look at one of my first like videos um, of me contouring the body. This was when I was like, I probably was 20 years old at this time. And it was like the first time anybody ever heard about contouring abs and it went viral. And from there, that's kind of where I start my YouTube. So I was like, you know what? I was like, how can I combine? my YouTube promotional online wise with my Facebook to connect it with my clientele. So I'm, I'm starting to think, so I just started posting pictures. I started posting pictures of my work consistently and mm-hmm. those pictures are God awful. <laughs> like I looked at pictures of like my ringlet curls and my messy updos. Right. Um, and, but people started booking me. I mean, there was no standard then as as the best I could say. So if you were the only one doing it, you were standing out. Does that make sense?
2: Yeah, absolutely.
1: So I started getting booked for proms, um, for weddings and my, one of the uh, makeup artists at the salon that I worked at when I was 21, she actually quit. And my boss threw me to the wolves during the height of homecoming season. And she goes, you're going to do makeup.
4: What? And And I looked at
1: her. I've never done makeup before myself.
2: Right, 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 right.
1: And she and I just started looking up YouTube's, you know, figuring how to do makeup. And at this time, there wasn't even that many YouTube's. So, and that was another idea: was <laughs> there isn't that many YouTube's, so I need to start making. Anyways, so I actually en- enrolled myself in makeup school, and this was a year after um, I had graduated hair school, and from there, that's where my career started. That's when I started double dipping on everything. So I would get hired to do um, events, uh, photo shoots because I was a hair and a makeup artist. And at this point it wasn't very popular to be both. I got more opportunity because I was more advanced than a lot of the hairstylists and or makeup artists here at the time. Right. So that's when I started doing um, uh, work for CoverGirl. I did the Taylor Swift event. That was like, my first event that I ever did that kind of like set me off. And then I don't know how far forward. Um, but once people started to see that I was associated with brands and I was associated with photo shoots, then the clients started to file in. Once I built my brand, my repertoire, my spiel, my marketing, then the clients started coming in.
2: I think the moral of this story is uh, never say no, right?
1: Never. Like whenever, never. I did so much free shit. For the longest time, the long, like almost like two or three years at that point, Uh just because I was building a portfolio, you know, it wasn't that great of a portfolio. I was doing like photo shoots that I wouldn't even want to post anymore. And I had to take a step back and I was like, I don't even want to be associated with like sexy girls washing cars. Like I want to be more associated with like lifestyle stuff, stuff that's more like me. Right. And that was branding at 23 years old before even still Instagram was like a thought. Right. So I had to take a really hard look at myself and start realizing, okay, I'm getting more booked. I need to start using my time wisely and I can't just say yes to everything. So, and then I started making more time for my clientele
3: and,
1: and they just started rolling in.
3: <laughs> just rolling, rolling, more rolling. So, yeah. so the in your skill, uh, because we know you uh, you know you're you know you're a blonde specialist and extension specialist obviously you do everything you know what i mean yeah you know i i even heard that you uh, do uh air makeup airbrushing
1: yes airbrush makeup yes i do i do i used to paint i used to like body paint too back in the day but not anymore not anymore
3: that was a very short lived
1: life oh God. there
3: uh, that's another story
1: (laughs) yeah it was it was a lot of pasties and like little like you know underwears it was not a cute job it was not cute (laughs) it wasn't my flavor okay let's just say that but yes I I do do airbrush makeup I still do makeup I still do you know the celebrity work I still you know blonding is is my love but it wasn't necessarily my life at first Um, you know, everyone has their sort of specialty. And when ombre and balayage first came out, this is the thing. And I think a lot of hairstylists can agree with this. Every time you do an ombre or a balayage, it's a color correction every single time, right? So I was still kind of beginner at that point, a beginner intermediate, I would say at that point. And my blends were flawless. They were gorgeous. But the problem was I was running behind on my clientele every single time. I couldn't Mm. even account for enough time. And then if I did, and they did look beautifully, then I was sitting around. So I said to myself, I don't love this anymore. Like I would get so much anxiety going to work that next week. And I didn't love my job anymore. So what I automatically started to do was the only people that i would do balayage and ombré on are my pre-existing clients okay and i wouldn't take on new clients because i wanted to build my extension business which pays triple the amount of i mean i wouldn't say triple but it pays a lot <laughs> right um of what balayage or ombré would do in one session And they come back every six weeks, which balayage would come back every, you know, if they need a toner or another session, you know, three to six months. And even if you're real good, you know, like, or their hair is real good, you know, eight months. So I was thinking more of repetition and blondes come back every four to six weeks, eight weeks. So what am I going to start filling my life with? And I don't want to fill my life with anxiety. I don't want to fill my life with hate of an actual procedure of doing hair. So I cut it out. I literally cut it out. And you know, I think the same thing can be said for people that do men's haircuts. Like some people get anxiety about men's haircuts or, you know, some people get anxiety about blonding. You know, I found my niche and my specialty and I've now marinated my brand and my specialty into that. And now I'm putting out online what I want to see come back into my chair. And that's where people are like, Oh my God, you're a blonde specialist in South Florida. I don't know if you guys know this, but in Florida, you don't have to actually perform a service in order to get a license. Did you know that?
2: What does that even mean? Okay,
1: So you know how like you take the test and then you have to like show how to cut hair in front of somebody and right. you know, the perm rods and stuff like that. Well in Florida, you don't have to do that. So there's a lot of hairstylists here that get licenses, but don't actually, they haven't proven that they know how to perform. So it's great for for people that are thriving right now, but some people that it's kind of like a race to the bottom of the ocean where they don't know what they're necessarily doing, but they're charging a lot less. So everybody else's capacity in charging prices go a lot less. But when you're in a mastery or a niche or a specialty, you can charge your price that you're kind of worth. Does that make sense? Instead of being a generalized hairstylist, sure. you know, so that's, that's in Florida. Wanting specialty is like a huge hype because it's a mastery and it's a specialty.
2: I got it. I mean, that's I pretty so. cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah and, and even without the licensing, I mean, I think that that's pretty fair, you know, all across the country. You know, if you specialize, then you are, you're the expert at that. Right. And the experts is who gets paid. Right.
1: Exactly. Mm-hmm. Exactly.
2: That's pretty cool. So, um,
3: yeah. So we, like, Let's talk social media. Exactly, <laughs> we're trying to set it up. Yeah, I think we just kind of did, right? So I know by the time our listeners um, listens to this podcast, you know, you've uh, just had a big uh, social media class down in Miami. Uh, how did how did social media become so? Well, obviously, we, we know your story with YouTube and everything like that, but now with Instagram and OMG Artistry. Uh, Now, you're just such a master at making uh, or at branding, right? Now you're helping companies brand. Let's get into the story. How did did you become a social media expert?
1: So, I actually, it's kind of funny because I, this was probably two years ago. I went to a class that was like, in order to fly to this class, go to this class, it was a couple grand. Like, it was not... It was not cheap at all. And I made a lot of connections. I networked. I met new friends. Fantastic. Um, did I learn anything that I would contribute to my Instagram, my life, my business, anything? Not necessarily. So I came home and I was sitting in the laundry room of the salon and I'm like kind of pissed because I just spent like five thousand dollars and I'm super frustrated. And you know, and in my head, I'm like they're not teaching this. Why aren't they teaching us? Right. And then I stopped and I said, they're not teaching this. And I said to myself, you know what, I'm going to start teaching this. And I started posting online like little, um, behind the scenes of like how to use like a ring light properly. Um, how to edit photos, how to edit videos. And all of a sudden, two weeks later, I'm, I'm not kidding. It was a manifestation. Because Cosmoprof called me, Megan called me, Mm -hmm. and she said, Olivia, do you you teach social media? And I go, yes. Yes, I do. And I literally, (laughs) I did not have a curriculum. I did not have a damn clue what I was doing. I had to ask one of the artistic team members, Christina Kreidel, what her breakdown was for her classes because I didn't even understand, because she teaches branding and I teach social media, I said, please give me some sort of idea how to do this. And literally, my first class was last year, March, in Nashville, with Cosmoprof, and I taught four classes, and it was the most incredible, nerve-wracking, anxiety-based situation that I've ever put myself in.
3: So what, wow. Wow that's, 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 that's <laughs> a lot of like a lot of guts to say yes to something and you have no clue and you figure yeah. it out and, and fyi she's figuring it out in front of people right like she's figuring it out in front of 400 people on the stage it's not like it's
2: her and her you know her salon or her and and she's and figuring
3: friend. it out correctly i mean she's doing it
2: right that, that's amazing
1: that, do you want to hear a funny story when yeah. i was in high school when i was doing videography again my my first love Do you know that I could not say on camera, welcome to Cooper city high school? I couldn't say it it physically would not come out of my mouth. And they said to me, they go, you will never be on camera ever. We're going to put you behind the scenes and you're going to edit forever. (laughs) And I said to myself, I go, okay. Like at that time I was very content with that, but it helped me learn my editing style. right? Right. And then I pulled out the camera and I practiced, I practiced, I practiced being me on camera. That's a, And that's what helped me with my stage work.
2: I, I'll tell you this, that um, we decided to uh, start the podcast last September, October, right? And, and Olivia, I had the same fear. Like, could I talk? Because it's really, really weird. And I challenge anybody that's listening to do this is just turn on a microphone or just turn on a camera and watch how you're in a different place in your brain. You know,
1: one hundred percent, and and and, mm-hmm.
2: and and you kind of have to fight through that. So, so I made a um I made a challenge to myself, and Tony will will tell you because um we talked about it. But every single day driving home from work, I just opened up my phone and I just started talking into it. It didn't matter what I talked about, but it just had to be really comfortable with just like delivering a message. Or, and I mean, I, I still suck at it. Let me be clear, but you know, it just allowed me to like talk into a microphone. Um, because it's so weird where your brain goes as soon as that mic's on, it's like everything shuts off and shuts down you know
1: you well you know what people aren't born on stage like actors don't act they're not born to act they practice acting and with us practicing how to act like ourselves on camera and consistently doing it every single day it right. becomes a habit and I say in my classes I go talk to that camera like that's your best friend I have literally taken out certain words in my vocabulary when I get on Instagram like hey guys everybody anyone. I say you and I talk singularly. I don't talk to everybody because when you talk to everybody, you talk to nobody. Right. Wow. And that's what I have seen has changed every, and even in my texts in my context, um, mm-hmm. in my actual captions, I don't use a generalized, uh, voice and I'm only speaking as if I'm speaking to you.
2: That is the biggest takeaway. <laughs>
3: <laughs> but I'm right. That it's psychology. <laughs>
1: It's, it's almost wow. the psychology of human connection. Right. You know, oh, I don't feel special. No, I want every single person to feel special because I'm literally talking singularly to everybody when I speak. Wow. And I make sure even when I'm on stage and I'm in the audience, I make that connection mm-hmm. or I'll ask that person, what's your name in the beginning of the class? And then throughout the class, I will repeat that person's name while I use examples. And oh. people love that. That and I'll tell people better. look to the person to the right of you, look to the person on the left of you. Tell them that they look good today. Give the person a back massage in front of you, like that community communication. Right. and then they they're engaged. You know, they're in love. Come they're on. like this girl cares about me.
3: Are those the things you're teaching in class in your classes? No,
1: no. I saved those for your podcast.
3: Oh, thanks, Olivia.
2: So um. Uh, so I don't know if this is related or not, but uh, I don't know. I guess it's not related, especially depending on who's hearing. But um, Jen Plank was on our podcast, and she was talking about how – I asked her how um, you know how she knew that she had a voice, and she said, you know what, before every single class I get really ner- – or before every single presentation I get really nervous. And she says – I think she said this. I hope she said this on air, that uh, that she throws up before each presentation. Just those nerves get to her. And and, yeah. her and talk- said that was just between you and us. Oh, sorry. Sorry, Jen. <laughs> so <laughs> anyway, she um she says that, that the, the the thing that she plays in her head is is that her voice isn't for everybody but it's for somebody and it might be for that person in the third row or it might be for that person (sighs) in the fifth row. So like why? So she can't get in her own way and say that she can't do this because her voice isn't for her. Her voice is for that one person in the audience and not necessarily the whole audience. And, And it literally changed my whole perspective of, 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 of presentation.
1: You know, I love that's a takeaway for me as a whole. And another thing that I always say is if I'm here, and one of the biggest distributors in the world believes in me, I need to believe in myself, right? If all these people came to my class, they believe in me. So why don't I believe in me? You know what I'm saying? Absolutely. And then I have to realize my craft. So what I do before each of my classes is that, uh, that night and that morning, you know, the little videos that I record of myself talking, I study myself. I literally will rewatch my videos from my classes from the lives that I've done before. And I'm like, you know what? I got this. Like I can put this together because I'm hearing myself maybe every once in a while, turn on some Gary V Um, once in a while, turn on this, like, you know, your day off podcast, (laughs) you know, know, just to get my mind right. Just to get me motivated. But the one thing that I have noticed that um, really helps me is I either do pushups or I do jumping jacks and that helps with my adrenaline. Um, also if I feel very antsy that day, I'll do uh, wall planks and I center my body against the wall and I'll s- and be in a squat position. So what that does is it helps your body to be weighed down and your feet actually get tired. So you stop pacing on stage. Hmm. Yeah.
2: That's, yeah. That's so genius.
1: Yeah. So that has, that was in the beginning when I would walk around a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, that has helped me so much. And then there's another thing that I do. Um, I, uh, take an energy drink called like a, a seven hour energy. It's from a uh, VPX mm-hmm. and what it does is it has amino acids in it. So it helps with your mental acuity. Okay. So it helps me. That's what I took this morning. That's why I'm talking a lot. <laughs> um, so it helps with your mental acuity. So it helps you to remember things that you have said in the past. Um, you know, it's like that kind of like stored side of your brain, right. but then I also take, um, a calcium magnesium. So calcium magnesium actually helps to calm your nervous system. So I'm almost at like a high low and that has helped me. The calcium magnesium alone for anxiety has helped me out so much. And I kind of thrive off my energy. I don't hide from my energy. Um, and those are like my top, like four, what did I say? Like five tips (laughs) (laughs) for right before, for right before you go on stage.
2: That's really great. I mean, those are the you talk about like something you can grab and use. You right. know, that's oh, really cool. Right there, that's that's what Olivia Smalley does. <laughs> I
1: love, I love that type of stuff, and that's the type of stuff that I research, like tactics, analytical, statistical stuff. Like, sure, I, I I'm not. Oh, you said the business I think class it could has be been better.
0: <laughs>
1: well, that's the problem, and I'm you know I I'm trying to be better and to to show more emotion and and to captivate and stuff like that and and to really connect with the audience i think i connect in other ways you know what i'm saying like yeah. by by laying law and and preaching and showing that type of other side of the business rather than you know my family didn't have a lot of money or you know like i wish i could be more emotional mm. but my body is just not wired like that you know but, but when people tell me their stories, I'm like, Oh my God, I connect with that so much, but I just can't Mm. say it myself. So I'm always very uncomfortable telling my story, you know, like Mm. this stuff, this stuff, the to-do list, um, you know, anything about social, like that's where I thrive. So I'm still working on me. You know what I mean? Life is like a practice every day. You see what works and you see what don't and you build from there and you learn, you learn every single day.
3: I, that's beautiful
2: it is beautiful <laughs> i mean she, she's a lot younger than us so uh maybe i'll give her a little advice hey the practice never ends you, you, oh, you God. you're never perfect you just you just keep you just keep thriving towards perfect you know oh yeah yes. that's why, that's why and, that uh that's why that matthew mcconaughey speech on the oscars was so uh so impressive to me because you know he always it talks was about
1: so profound totally, everything right? he said was so profound you know this he's one? amazing
2: he just talked about how like they they were asking for his role models, and his role model was him standing ten years later. So his role that model is. was always to get to ten years later, and once he got to ten years later, he had another ten years to travel. It was the most profound thing, and anybody that's listening, if you haven't heard it, it's absurdly good, you know, and, and just about motivating oneself or, or or you know, literally what I just said, motivating oneself is is, is using yourself as your own motivation. It, it was absolutely, it, it, and it I
1: highly good. recommend. Everyone today to take a screenshot of your Instagram to just see where you're at, and then take it in six months, and then take it in a year from now, because if I didn't track my progress on the days where I really felt down about myself right. and I felt like I wasn't worthy, I would go back and say, you know what, this is where I came from. This is what where I was at then. I posted a picture the other day of when I was. On, a on, hold on, hold on,
2: followers. hold on, hold on. Before we get ahead, so you said take a snap shot of your Instagram page. What are you measuring on that? You know, I mean, when you look at growth, what what, what are you measuring the growth with?
1: Okay. So I, the old Olivia (laughs) would measure it on followers, right? The old Olivia would measure it on how many people I got that day. How many, how many people would follow me, but the new Olivia is all about people just speaking to me. And last year, around September, I said to myself, for every single person that comments on my Instagram, I will write back to them because I just felt like my engagement levels were not where I wanted them to be. Right. Not for what, not for how many people I had that was actually my audience. And I felt like there was a void. Since me commenting back to every single person on my Instagram, I have grown my engagement over 67%. Wow. Since, and now, and I did that math in March. So I don't even know what it's like then. It was just an increase beyond belief. And and you can't expect that someone comments on your stuff and you say nothing, that they're going to come back to your door again. They're not going to knock again. Right. So you have to almost say like, thank you. Like show your gratitude right back to that person. Maybe go to their page, maybe comment on their stuff. Maybe if someone follows you, you don't have to necessarily follow them, but go back to their page and like, go like a few photos, go comment mm-hmm. on a few things. I feel like nowadays it's really, really, really hard to get that follow. Like it's a big deal now. Right. People are being very picky about who they follow. So th- say, thank you. Create the relationship right when it happens. Cause you're obviously right at the top of their, their minds. So I'm, I'm all about the gratitude. The, the new Olivia is all about the gratitude and all about the engagement. Just talk to people. It's called social media. It's about being social.
3: That's another boom.
2: Yep. <laughs> I'm going to have to listen to this, this okay. episode
3: a couple of times. To make sure I get all my notes. I know. Right. Okay.
2: So, so, so here's a cool thing. So, um, you, uh, in October, you have your second class with, uh, with pink pewter, miss Mariah. How'd that come about? Oh, oh social media gosh. class, right in Miami. Yes. Okay, cool. So
1: it won't be in Miami. I'm not exactly sure where it'll be yet. So stay tuned for more information. Um, but it's kind of funny. So I was in my car, I think I was on my way to work, and for some reason now, podcasts just keep popping up on my in my car. Like I don't even press play, it just will pop up. <laughs> so Mariah's and yours, um, and uh Pinup Jordan they your podcast popped up. So I just I was like, Oh, okay, cool. You know, I love I love you guys. I'm gonna listen. And I only have a six minute drive to work. Okay. So I was actually going to work early. I sat in my car for 30 minutes, listening to this podcast. And I I swear to God, I swear to God, I sat in my car. And I just listened to instead of like working or actually doing work. I was just listening to the podcast, like zoning off, and like taking notes on my phone. And Mariah told me that she was starting the, an empower your life tour, you know? And I was like, that is something I want to be a part of. So literally as I'm listening to the podcast, I shut it down. I call or no, I text Mariah and I said to her, I was like, girl, I was like, you have like touched some unforeseen emotions that I didn't even know that I had And I'm really connecting with you right now. And I love everything that you're saying. And me and her just kind of banter back and forth. And I go, can I call you? So I call her and I go, whatever you're doing, whatever you're a part of, I want to be involved. Two days later, I got the Paul Mitchell School in Kendall in Miami. Mariah got a bunch of of sponsorships. um, And we planned our class. Literally two days within listening to the podcast.
2: That is so well, Mariah, thank you you very, very much. Well, I mean, listen, it's not us. We just, uh, we're just, <laughs> with we're, we're, yeah. we just, we just bring the voice. I mean, Mariah is an amazing um, person and, and we've actually, um, she's hooked up with a couple people, uh, that, that, that are listeners and, and, and it, it's more, it's more to Mariah and just that she's open enough to, um, to help out
3: people or to, you know, once you said, uh, partner cool. or connect with people that, that are like-minded that want to do good in our industry.
2: That's it. And I kind of, I was talking to Daniel Mason Jones, not to name drop, but I'll name drop.
3: <laughs> I was talking to him and just about
2: how, you know, we, we think that the future of hairdressing is going to be um, the really good people, you know, coming to the the cream of the crop, as they say, you know, um, I think I think there's a really nice space right now for hair, hairdressers because for so many years, certainly when positive we- Positive people. Positive people, exactly. I mean, certainly when we, we were coming up, there was, you know, just, just a little bit more, a little cattier, you know, and I think, and I think, actually, I think it's an attestment to social media. It's like every, I think people want nice people, but they just know where to find them. And now our industry, and it might be just exclusively our industry, but they're, they're, there's all these nice people that you can reach out to and that you can kind of, uh, you know, like and high five and, and, and dig. And, you know, I
1: say all the time, egos are not your amigos.
2: Amen. I like that, too. Egos, write that no
1: <laughs> <laughs> you know, and I there's this one quote that I always have in the back of my mind, and your smile's your logo, your personality's your business card, and how you leave others feeling is an experience within you, and that's your trademark. And I live, I live, eat, sleep, and breathe by that quote.
2: I love that, love that, love that. That's why quotes are so great, too, right? Yeah.
1: Yes. Yes, Absolutely. And you know, and that's the other thing too is people who are not necessarily busy stylists are Mm. shit talking stylists. I say that all the time. If you don't have clients in the chair, you're in the back room and you're talking shit, right? Like talking about your weekend, talking about other people, talking about your clients and stuff like that. So if you're not busy, take that time in order to do something for yourself because that cancer of being that kind of person and having that kind of environment, right. it grows, you know, and, and your circle, your Does circle it, has everything to do with the way that you are as a person.
2: It takes one. It only takes one. My favorite Jen Plank uh, quote, not to quote her again, but hell, let's do it. <laughs> she said, the only thing you catch in the back room is a bad attitude and a larger pant size. And I love, Oh
1: it. my God. I, <laughs> yes, yes. I did hear this. Oh my God. And she's so true. She's so right.
2: (laughs) A bad attitude and a larger pant size. I loved it, man. I'm sure I laughed for like two minutes (laughs) after she said it as well.
3: So let's. uh, Oh, yeah. This is something I've been wanting to hear from you. Uh, You just got recently interviewed by Modern Salon, didn't you?
4: Yes.
3: Oh, can we talk about the article a little bit?
1: Let's talk about it. So i'll tell you even the backstory of it
4: yes
1: um i got a message from jamie from modern salon and she sent me a link to july's uh subscription of the magazine and she goes go all the way to the end and i'm looking in there and i see what i think is what she's talking about and it's a picture of me and my color track crew with these smoke bombs and in this picture that went kind of viral between our entire team my face looks god awful. Like I I'm getting burnt on my chest from these smoke bombs, and my face is just like catastrophic, and it's printed in the magazine. So I send her an I'm a real good sport about it. I think it's hilarious. So I send her an email back and I'm like, that's awful, but hilarious. Thank you for sharing that with me. So then I'm talking to Adriana from Color Track and she goes, Did you see the article? And I'm like, Yes, I saw the article. Why is everyone see that? Yes, I saw the article. It's funny. Like, I get it. That's throwing it in my face. It was like <laughs> in this magazine. She goes, No, did you see your article? And I go, No. We open up the phone and go all the way to the end. And there's this full page, beautifully written article all about me. And the only thing I, the only thing I could think about in my mind is how proud my mom's going to be of me and how the hell did I get here? How, what, what steps in my life set me up and prepared me for this moment to see my face full body in a magazine with an article written about me. It was life changing. Like I could cry right now. Um, and to me to be in that magazine, it, it's something that doesn't necessarily, it's not like I'm in this magazine. I'm going to put that on my portfolio. Like, no, it's something like for me, like something like I'm going to put under my pillow and like sleep with and have forever and like show my kids, you know, like it's not to say that I did it to anybody else.
4: Right. That's incredible.
1: It's, it's, it's the fact that it was, it was just me in the flesh and, you know, between being really nice and sharing my information, you know, you can't, You can't, attention is currency. You know, as Gary Vee says, like you can't hoard your currency. You can't hoard your information. You can't hoard your knowledge. And I felt at that very moment that for everything that I shared, every secret, every tip for being nice to modern, because I love them so much, um, from making relationships with that girl has set me up for that moment to see my face in that magazine. It's not just a piece of paper. You know, that's, it's
2: not that, just ink. That's um, that's twofold, right? I mean, I, she brought her mom up and just how proud her mom would be. But you know, it's kind of yeah, her mom's really proud to see her in modern salon. But you know, to Olivia's point, like she did it being a nice person. So you know, that's really what mom, you know, as a parent, certainly I know that. Like that's 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 more of what would be impressive about that, as opposed to like she's a success in hairdressing, but she's a success while you know maintaining integrity and maintain just being a nice person and that that that, that touches a, me yeah, you know
3: it, what gets me is how humble you know what i mean it's yeah. not about like hey look look at this look at look at me it's in your face right it's, it, it's such a humbling experience for her and you can just see and hear the emotion you know what i mean and that's that that rings you know big in my heart yeah I definitely-
1: when when i was I think I was 25 years old. um, I was sent to do a show for Diane von Furstenberg in New York city for fashion week. And I saw her doing an interview with E and she said that to get up in this business, I will not be a bitch. I will not be a bitch. I will be me. I will be nice. I will ask gently, but I will have a big stick. And I took that to heart. Because even when I ask my assistant to help me with something, or I'll ask even um, people that I work with, it's always in a manner of the way that I would want to be spoken to. Right. And, and that goes a long way, because, you know, there are some people that don't have really time to say something the nice way. You know what I'm saying? Like they, they just say it. Right. but I always try to take that time because I know that that, that interaction, it's worth more than what I need at that particular time. Does that make sense?
2: You know yeah.'ve I mean, so been a-
1: if i if I say to my assistant, no, I need you to go get this toner nine g nine n but go. But I taught her something, I would rather say, listen, this is the way we do it because this is the way we do it, this is the way we do it. I just taught you something, but you're taking more away from that interaction because sometimes people don't learn like that either. Right. People don't learn by command. They mm-hmm. learn by the interaction and I don't command anything. I don't command anything of the companies that I work with, of the brands that I work with. I explain myself in the moment and I take that time because there was a, there was a time where I felt myself slipping. I felt myself slipping and, and I was getting really busy and I was taking on 10 clients a day and I was doing it. And I was like, no, I have to be true to me. I have to be true to that time. I have to be true to that interaction. And it's just like what I said before about it being your trademark. Any assistant that has ever worked for me will always say that I always overpaid them and always overfed them and <laughs> always took care of them. Right. But that's what I want other people to have a takeaway. That's what I want my legacy to be. Is that I'm kind and I'm informative and I'm and I'm nice. You know? I took this Hogwarts test the other day and it was like what do you want <laughs> your your you're to be known as and it was like wisdom and it was uh, making money and then one said nice and I chose nice.
0: Nice.
1: I chose nice. And I would rather, I would rather be nice to my goddamn bones than be known for a, being a blonde specialist or, you know, on the Cosmoprof team or, you know, even talking on this podcast. I would, I want people to just genuinely know that they can always come up to me and always talk to me. I want that connection. I want those barriers to be broken. That, that's see, now you guys got me talking emotional. I thought we were gonna talk about social media, yeah. and now we're
4: talking about
2: me. And it's so weird, you know. It's weird, it's like she acts like she listens to the podcast, she needs to know that this is what we do, man.
4: Oh, you guys are too good. Are too hey, Olivia, good.
2: so, um, I'll tell you the biggest takeaway. I mean, you just went on like a two minute rant there, which was awesome, but the biggest takeaway that I took from that was just self awareness, you know. So, so at what happened when you realized that you were slipping your game? I mean, did, did Was it an evaluation process or or what happened where you were like, you know what, this is all about me? Because so many times when we slip, and and I'm sure I'm guilty of it. And you know, you can ask my best bud here, but you know, when when I slip from, you know, that integrity there, a lot of times you want to blame the other person in the room. And it's really hard to look at yourself. I mean, what's your like catch where you go, No, this is me, and I've got to change the way that I'm interacting with the world as opposed to the world interacting with me?
1: So about every six months, I always take a real hard look at what I'm doing, and where I'm at, how I'm speaking, how I'm dressing, what my Instagram page looks like, what am I promoting? What's my shtick for that month? Am I more consumer level in my videos? Am I more um, hairstylist based uh, in my videos, more educational? And I say to myself, I go, what am I doing? And my self awareness in that fact is usually kind of like a breakdown moment, you know, where I'm, I'm just like, I'm probably taking on too much at that time, you know? So I take a step back, I write everything down, I evaluate what I'm doing and really where I gain my most insight is, is just from the way that I'm feeling like my intuition. And I mean, I really think I'm some sort of like medium or like I, I, Target like another side of my brain, or like maybe in the middle of the night, like I can literally like look over my body and like analyze what I'm doing, <laughs> you know? Like I, the self awareness comes with confidence. That's what I think because mm-hmm. I know when I'm wrong. Like I know how to say I'm sorry um, because I have seen what saying sorry does right for people, for for future, for relationships. Um, and I was at matrix in Orlando and Tabitha coffee was on stage and she literally said she started talking about the basics and she talked about consultation. Don't get used to every single time a client comes and sits in your chair. You go, okay, I'm going to go mix you up and run to the back. No, stop doing that. Mm-hmm. Ask them, how do you feel about your hair today? How did the toner last? How do you like the color? How- have a consultation every single time. And that's when she said that to me, I'm like, Oh shit. That's me. I go and I go and just mix up my clients. No, I need to stop and take that moment and have self-awareness that I'm getting too comfortable. Maybe that's the word. Maybe that is the word that I'm looking for. Right. And when it comes to evaluating yourself and where you're at, you become too comfortable. You come too comfortable with your assistant. So you start talking to them like shit. You start becoming too comfortable with your clients. You start taking, uh, taking them for granted. Um, you start becoming too comfortable in your relationships and you start just kind of getting lazy. To take that step back and to realize that you're taking everything for granted is where self-awareness really comes into play. And you have to just take that step back every six months, maybe every year, every two years. Because mm-hmm. the people that don't change and the people that don't evolve are the people that are still doing the same shit that they're doing today, that they're going to be doing 10 years from now.
2: I love it, but um, so when you said that you do it every six months, do you actually like uh, set a reminder on your phone? Be like, hey, it's self evaluation day.
1: You know how people say they have like internal alarm clocks, like they wake up two minutes before their alarm clock.
2: Yeah, 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 guilty. It
1: just so happened that I get overwhelmed every six months. Like it's... (laughs) Or or maybe I just get bored too. Is that even a thing to be bored and overwhelmed at the same time? Yeah. Like, am I really loving what I'm doing? Like even with social media, like teaching social media, I've been teaching it now for almost two years. No, no, I'm a liar. A little less than two years. Like I am ready to even expand that avenue. And I now will be doing a class with uh, Kenra, and they'll be the first of my new curriculum where it's Educate the Educators. And I, do you want me to expand on that?
0: Yeah, (laughs) please.
1: Okay, okay. So, Educate the Educator is basically, um, I'm just going to use Kenra as an example. They are a brand that has this like team of just like incredible artists that work for their company that are. Educators, right? But they may not necessarily know how to brand themselves individually. They may not know how to take photos or edit or use proper hashtags or even know how to create a video, right? So, yes, Kenra hires out to other individual um, influencers, but why not create your own influencers in house, Right. right? Because they're already representing your brand. They already know all the formulas, they know your brand like the back of their hand. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to go in and I'm going to have an hour webinar where I basically teach them exactly how to do that. So they can start building baby brands within the Kenra brand.
2: Wow. So you're going to do do that just for Kenra artists or is it going to be open to the public?
1: So Kenra is my first, but it's open to the public. So I actually just told Cosmoprof, I go, this is something I want to do. Like Mm -hmm. I want to do all the brands, educators, like Mm -hmm. And, and not even that, like, I'm actually consulting a, um, a, uh, a convention right now in Hawaii, it's called iBeauty Digital, and it's in September, at uh, late September, and I'm basically helping them consult, you know, what to do in order to get influencers, you know, how to basically run their social media, you know, how to, uh, approach a, a, a an influencer. Right. So there's certain, I'm, I'm not just working and I'm helping magazines out. Like right. because there's the business side and there's the artistic side and the, the marketing aspect of it all, you know, these brands, I have the heartbeat on the hair industry when it comes right. to this Def- definitely. and, and I see it mm-hmm. and I hear about it. I mean, I get calls from different influencers. I mean, at least three a week. Just from friends, just giving them advice on what to do or where to go next or don't do that or get yourself a lawyer. You know, I've had a few <laughs> of those conversations. You know, you got to, you got to protect yourself and, and even going into the class realm of everything. It's, it's important. Like it's important to be teaching and I, and I just, I love teaching. So yes, eventually I'm going to teach blonding. I'm going to teach blonding. I haven't taken that next step yet because I'm just so infatuated with social media, but it's going to happen. It'll happen. It's going to happen soon. It's going to happen. I know. Well,
3: if Olivia but says she's going to do it, she's going to do it. Might. <laughs> it might take, but, yeah. she hits that six month <laughs> mark. But.
1: Oh my God. That's what I was just going to say. Once I'm like <laughs> having a panic attack and I'm like over social media, which I do get over social media a lot, but, um, that's why I started doing Educate the Educator. That's what I actually had this breakdown like maybe like a month ago. And then I decided, you know what, I'm gonna pitch this to Kenra and they picked it up. So I said I was gonna do it and here we are working with one of the biggest companies. So but it takes it takes a lot of it takes a lot of uh, discipline.
2: That's
3: all you awesome.
1: know.
3: That's awesome. Discipline
1: is discipline's one of the biggest things to have. With that you were with that
3: me. I think a lot of people okay. know how to do that. Uh, I guess the discipline of sitting down and just kind of putting everything back into focus, right? Right. They just just roll with it, and you know what I mean. That's why a lot of people just can't do what you do. You make it look so easy, even though it's not. Yeah, exactly.
1: I feel like that is a perfect example of a brand. Like for instance, look at Lowe's brand. Okay, we it about is Low, Low Wheeler. Low Wheeler. Yeah, Low yeah, Wheeler yeah. Davis. Yes, Low underscore Wheeler Davis. For those who do not follow her, make sure you do. Look at her branding. Look at how gorgeous and like sick these models are. Their hair, her aprons, like everything looks seamless and flawless and easy. Right. Right. That's when you know it's a good brand. Like. That is a, per- she is the perfect epitome example of somebody that does branding and does it well and makes it look easy. Cause it's not, it's not, it, it is a 25, eight, not a 24, <laughs> seven.
2: No doubt. You know, that's a good point though, too. I mean, I'm glad that she brought that up. Like, like it's not easy, you know, it's not easy for low. It's not easy for Olivia. It's not easy for anybody, but you know, that's when, you know, like she said, you know, if, if you stay disciplined to that, then, um. Then that's where the success is, right? But it's not easy. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't think it's easy. Consistency. The, the the funny thing about consistency and the funny thing about looking easy is that everybody always sees the end result, right? They don't see the grind. Always. You know, nope. so the story's in the grind, but the uh, <laughs> the the brand is in the uh, in the whatever. I don't know. I don't know where it's going with that.
1: I always say in my classes that my four Cs are content, context, consistency, and collaboration all four C's is what's going to set you up for success.
2: Love that. Love that. Love that. Love that. Love that. Let's, um, how, how do you define context in your four context? Uh-huh.
1: Context. So context is actually my newest addition to the four C's. Um, because how are you going to stand out in a world full of white walls and ring lights, right? <laughs> Everyone's taking the same type of picture because that's what is, trending to have that type of picture, right? So your context is what is the most important to make you be you. So what I do in every single post that I do, um, I start with a story. So for instance, you know, Amanda, she has six kids, never gets out of the house. And finally, she's doing something for herself. I use this formula with this brand, Um, and then I ask a question, you know, how many of you would love to get out of the house and leave your kids behind, get their hair done. Right. Mm -hmm. And then I do my hashtags. So within that entire post, I've hit four different avenues. I have hit the story, which connects to the consumer. Okay. And then I tell my formula, which connects to the hairstylist. And then I tag a brand and then I tag my hashtags in order to market it. Right. And then I will tag in the individual photo, who I want to attract, like the magazines, the outlets, the repost page. So I optimize every single photo post within that context. And that's why my posts always do so well every single time.
2: Dude, we are literally talking to a social media genius right here. (laughs) I'm in the class already. (laughs) I know, know. That's amazing. I love, I love the story aspect of it because, you know, if you go to any, any, any marketing, whatever, no matter what industry or what, what, what brand you go to, you know, they always talk about the story. You know, what's the story? You know what, even with, even with our podcast, people want to know, like, what's your story? What's the story of the podcast? And, and it's just, I think it's the one element that can, you know, shoot you over the top. Now, of course, I'm
4: absolutely
2: re- I'm responsible for our,
4: everything.
2: I'm responsible for our Instagram page. So I'm sure I'll f- fail miserably now. All this pressure. And I just feel pressure. Right. What's the story? I'll not post. <laughs> well, I, they, the story.
1: I mean, let's know that everyone says like content is king, right? Right. Well, if content is king, context is queen by landslide.
2: Boom. From the, from, from the <laughs> queen of context. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> So, um, King so we've, concept. so we've talked about like a lot of, uh, I don't know. We've talked about a lot of people in the industry and stuff, but it, maybe it is an industry, you know, but, um, who are, uh, who are some of your mentors?
1: Oh my God. I have so many, I have so many, uh, oh God, you're putting me on the spot here. You're welcome. Ah, thank you. is, that, is that what you guys do? Is that your MO is that I- the people on the spot? <laughs> um, you know, my team. I love, I love my Cosmoprof artistic team. Um, Let me, this is in no particular order. So don't, don't say I'm playing favoritism. So let's think. So there's uh, Christina, there's Laysa, there's Lala, there's Jacob, there's Keon, there's Phil. Um, I also love Larissa who's currently with Joyco right now. Um, You know, I love my team. They, they, every day we go through and we, we talk online, like we talk every single day, you know, we're in our group chats, we're in our, our Facebook messengers, we're messaging each other back and forth. So that's definitely where my home is, you know, so to say, and and each, every single one of them is my mentor. And of course, you know, I love Megan and Ashley, they are our mama bears of the, of the Cosmoprof team. But just even looking outside of that, like, I go to other people's pages, like all the time. And I just, I and I really stretch outside of my industry. Like the makeup world did uh-huh. it first. So there's a lot of like makeup artists that I actually look up to and I see where they're going because, sorry, hair industry, you might not favor what I'm about to say, <laughs> but we do everything last. We can handle literally. Them. We do everything last like the makeup world has been eating our lunch for as long as I can remember now. And they've been making videos. They've been creating content. They've been killing it on a social game. They've been going live. They've been doing collaborations. I feel like maybe at the end of last year and then this full year is when Instagram, YouTube, Facebook, everything has really entirely set off and now people are taking it to a whole nother level of seriousness. And that's the same thing too, with brands. Brands are now hiring micro influencers um galore like micro influencers are the new influencers and Mm. they have better engagement right and they have more of a return uh for brands on their investment because maybe they're not as much as a macro influencer um and and micro influencers are just so grateful and so loyal to oh my god this person reached out to me and then you know what that also creates it's like, damn, that girl only has like 3,000 followers and she's getting hit up by somebody like Joyco or Color Chalk or even Cosmoprop. Like, I could do that. So it's very encouraging right. as well when, when people are now focusing on the micro influencers.
3: Man, I just, so much, you know what I mean, to take in and. <laughs> It's so
2: weird. Like we always have notes for where we go, but you know, we we just <laughs> so much
1: analysis by paralysis. That, that is my it, curse and and my.
2: Blessing. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, it, it's great. It's just like you know, you're just
3: blowing us away, and like it, it just it's always awkward to come back. So, so uh, so at, so out of everything that's been going on, and 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 all through your successes, what do you feel that's been your your I guess proudest or biggest accomplishment? accomplishment to this date
1: oh my god that's such a great question and i've never been asked that before uh i would definitely say saying i'm gonna do something and actually doing it like saying i'm gonna teach social media and then two weeks later like i get that call you know like (laughs) the almost like my greatest accomplishment is my manifestation of saying I'm going to do something and actually, like, going through with it. Um, Physically, obviously, the Cosmoprof team, um, you know, when people are not in our industry and they're like, so what do you do? Like, I don't necessarily know what I do. I'm a beauty blogger. I'm an influencer. I'm a hairstylist. Like, but basically, me working on the Cosmoprof team is basically, like, being sponsored by Nike. That's how I can explain it. We're athletes. And even, and even side noting of athletes, we need to train like athletes. Like we need to eat like athletes. We need to have stamina like athletes because you're never going to last. You're going to burn out if you don't take care of yourself first. Okay. So going back, don't want to (laughs) harp on that. Going back to my greatest accomplishments. I mean, between that and just getting sent out on all these influencer trips, um, those are my greatest accomplishments. You know, buying a house is my greatest accomplishment. You know, getting married to my husband is my greatest accomplishment. Having two step boys, you know, like there's so many things, but industry-based, I mean, definitely, definitely prof for sure. And, and you know what? Actually, I have one more. I have one more. <laughs> so I got, I got asked to be on this podcast and that's also <laughs> one of my greatest accomplishments in home. my career. I know.
3: I, have to. I know that's it. incredible herd keeper. <laughs> I know, right.
2: So some of the very first words that we brought up that, uh, that, that we forgot to talk about really. So, uh, I hope, uh, I hope we can keep with the continuity of it, but, uh, tell us about your love bombs.
1: Oh, my love bombs. Okay. So I'm going to, I'm going to paint a picture for you all. You wake up in the morning and you check your Instagram page and you have no engagement. You have no more followers than you did the night before. And you're just kind of feeling like down, right? About Instagram. Well, when was the last time you commented on somebody's photo, right? Like when was the last time you engaged? When was the last time like you followed somebody? So what I do is I do love bombs on people's pages so I will go and I'll just be through my feed or I'll even go to my discovery page or wherever it is or friends or even mentors or even brands and I will just go through their page and scroll and just like all these pictures maybe like 20 pictures comment on a few and send love bombs to people not only do people like love it but they repost you on their stories just yesterday i did this i was feeling real down about myself and i threw out like 30 different love bombs and you know what i got like 100 followers yesterday because people were reposting a screenshot that said thank you so much olivia for all these likes yeah and then that and it brought me back you know it brought me back to like to give and get you know like it's not always about receiving it's never about receiving and i and i genuinely did it out of the truth of my heart but to, to show my friends, like, hey, I'm watching you still. And you know what ends up happening? When you do that and you do it for your friends, they show back up into your algorithms. You know what I mean? Oh, wow. Like I was like, damn, I haven't seen that person in a long time. Let me go send them a love bomb. And now for the next few weeks, I'll always see that person's post. And they'll start to see my posts.
2: That's really super smart. I mean
1: Thank you. I mean, it's super <laughs> smart,
2: and, and as, as long as it's done genuinely, yeah. you know?
1: It's yeah. always, anything I do online is always genuinely to to help other people. Like, hmm. me saying this right now is to help other people. It doesn't help me to tell you what I do. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Right, right. It only It only encourages you to say, you know what? Let me spread some love real quick to all my friends. You expect nothing in return. You know, like... You just do it because you're not like, hey, I'm gonna send you a bunch of likes. Can you repost this to your page? It's not mm-hmm. like that. You right. know what I'm saying? Yeah. It's just like, I appreciate you. And then that person says, you know what? I appreciate you too. And you guys are just mutually sharing the love. That's right. So really it's love great. for love.
2: It's right? um it's beautiful. You know, it's something that I've been living by for the last uh, I don't know, five or ten years is the uh is the the gift of giving, right? And and uh-huh. and that, that gift can be as easy as opening a door for somebody. But, but, but Mm -hmm. but the caveat to it is, is that there's no expectation of return. So there's no expectation of a thank you when you open the door, because if you, if you're waiting for the thank you, you did it for the wrong reasons.
1: 100%. You know, 100%.
2: And it was never a gift in the first place. And it was always an investment. And sometimes your investments don't come through. So if you can, um, if you can just, and
1: that was the thing about social media from the very beginning, like I was telling every single secret that I had. and I it's because I didn't want to hold it in anymore. You know, like I wanted to be able to spread the love. Like even the girls that I work with at the salon at Amanda Lynn Co, like always I'm like, Hey, this new thing, you should try this. Or this new thing, you should try this. You know, I'm always trying to elevate the people around me Right. because I, I, I get very excited obviously um, <laughs> about what I learn or about what I read because I read articles every single day for at least two hours, just about marketing and social media. And even not even within the hair world, because there's really not that much information within the hair world.
2: That's why she's successful. Same thing.
1: Mm-hmm. But you know what? It's, there's a good story that um, my husband actually told me, and it was about these two men and they went to this Island and one guy, and they sell shoes. This one guy goes to the Island and everyone's barefoot. And he's like, boss, I can't send me home. Nobody wears shoes here. And the other guy said, boss, send me every pair of shoes that you have because nobody has shoes here. That's what I said. I said, send me every single pair of shoes that you have. So we can start building something. And that has been my entire, uh, what would you call it? My, my destiny. That's been my, my slogan, Mm -hmm. my, my quote for, for forever now. And and it's to not receive shoes. That's the thing. I don't need I don't need <laughs> any goddamn shoes. I want to help I want to help you. I want to help you.
2: That's you a know?
4: point.
1: I show you and I'm going to show you how to make those goddamn shoes so you can make them for your family. Right. You know?
2: That's
3: awesome. That's be, yeah. So, that's and, that's beautiful. That's what it's that's what it's about, man. It's on you, man. Question. <laughs> um I mean I, I could
1: I could talk to you guys all day.
2: I could. we we could talk to you all day. <laughs> We'll talk after we get off air for a whole day. You know? I
1: literally, there's um, there's so much.
2: I I love that, and 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 on that note, Olivia, I think we just uh we kind of like I th- I think we just we, we I think we shut this down and we wait for part two. You know, I think um, we can um, I'd love to sit down with you and talk some more.
1: Absolutely, absolutely, one hundred percent, and and also too, I want to talk about you guys for a little bit because I'm over talking about me. Um. With what you guys have with your podcast is something that's never going to go away. And when you look back at these videos 10 years from now, you're going to be like, oh my God, look how young I was. (laughs) And then you're going to say, you're going to say, wow, we started something that was revolutionary for the hair world and we did it fast. And look where we are now. You're going to see that people are going to start catching on Mm -hmm. and people are going to start doing what you do. So you need to be the best at what you do. And I think you guys already are because you are one of the first. So every day that you wake up in the morning, take a hard look in the mirror every six months when you're having those breakdowns and Mm -hmm. say, what are we doing and how can we do it better? And let's be listener obsessed. What can we do for them? What value can we provide for them? that's going to set us apart from everyone else continually. You guys are going to have events. You guys are going to have classes. You guys are going to have live podcasts. You guys are going to be like the new Howard Stern, but not Howard Stern (laughs) of podcasts. And and I even see this even going beyond what we could even imagine. So I really appreciate you guys having me on here because it means a lot. And to hear me speak out loud, you know, when you speak out loud, you always learn, right? right? So I actually there's a lot of takeaways that I'm taking with me that I'm going to teach in my classes awesome. just from talking to you guys.
2: <laughs> Olivia, thank you. You're so kind. And that's not, Now I feel like I want to cry. Yeah, <laughs> I need a tissue. Sorry. Sorry.
3: That's
2: crazy. Need so a
3: tissue box in here.
2: I know. I think, uh, I think it's the best time, huh? Yeah. Miss
3: Olivia Smalley. Go ahead. Yeah. I mean, we, we thank you. We love you. We appreciate you and everything you do. And, coming on and you know we want to just thank you for joining us on your day off
1: and thank you so much for having me on my day off let's be real there's no such thing as a day off but <laughs> not,
3: not when you're a grinder
1: <laughs> not when you're a grinder 25 8 <laughs>